My dog. Sometimes I my, just hang on, hang on. Uh, 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 let me just say this. I, I let me tell you this. Oh, my, uh, you know, we have those two uh, golden retriever puppies, and one of them shit rope the other day. Right. They ate a chunk of rope, and then they shit it, and then when it came out, it was twisted in the shit like a braid. That's walking the room. Fuck, man. <laughs> TiVo, 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 TiVo. Now it's time to do TiVo, TiVo. I was just because I was singing. So what? I have a beautiful voice, and I just want people to get the dulcet tones. You, TiVo, 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 TiVo. You are the human anti-TiVo. Is that right? TiVo is awesome. So I'm anti-TiVo. Yeah. Am I the antidote to TiVo? You don't want me on repeat. You don't want to save me, is no, what you're saying. Nobody, nobody wants you that they can go back and listen to more of you. <laughs> don't they want the, do they want the option to skip past me, though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do. Uh, before TV, watching TV was really hard. You could only watch a show at a certain time. Yep. And if you missed it, or even part of it, you had to wait for it to go into reruns mm-hmm. so you could watch it again. From that point, you could have gotten sick. That was a living hell. Yeah. I mean, in between that time, you could have gotten really, like... It was like the chaos of war! <laughs> it was not unlike... Yep, yep. And, and then, then waiting too long, like we did in World War II, to get involved. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, but, it's but not... Tebow it wasn't... Didn't, un- didn't wait too long, did it? No, they were not isolationist. No. Tebow totally changed everything. And while there are other DVRs, they're not as awesome as Tebow. Because if you have cable, Tebow lets you watch the shows wherever you want Wherever you want. So my you ba- get What Tebow's about my bath? Like I could watch it in my bathroom? Uncomfortable. So you get Tebow's stream, <laughs> and then you can watch it on an iPad. I love that. your house. I love an iPad. You can take it down to your horse corral. <laughs> right. You can take it down to your tennis court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, lot of times, a lot of times I'll say, Did, why didn't anyone bring the Tebow to the stable? Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can even transfer <coughs> your favorite recordings. Uh-huh. To your iPad, yep. so it's not streaming. What about to my lair? And then you can, yeah, you can bring it to your lair. Yeah. What about back to my dad's place? Yep, you can also bring it back to your dad's place. <laughs> and then uh, you can bring it on an airplane, or you can uh, take it to your doctor's office. Mm-hmm. You go to a gynecologist, yes? Yes, I do. Uh, so TiVo makes other DVRs look like they were designed by three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Um, <clears throat> only TiVo... Searches both cable and the web to find any movie, any show, any video at the press of a button. Netflix, Hulu, Plus, Amazon, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, have you heard of YouTube? Now those are are just like channels on your TV. And with TiVo Mini, one TiVo box works on a second TV. Think about that. i got to think about that. I'm going to think about that for a little bit. From the couch to the kitchen, from the minivan to 35,000 feet. That's if you're on an airplane. No. Not just flying. Uh, TiVo makes TV TV about a thousand times better. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what you can do. You want TiVo now? Of course you do. Visitors, go to TiVo.com, and you can get $25 off a new TiVo Premiere P4 or XL4 DVR if you use the promo code ATC. And those promo codes are good until November 1st. Do it. Get $25 off. That's a solid chunk of change. Tebow's awesome. Well, that gives you some money to go over to a store merchandise, pick up a t-shirt. Yeah. We got some stuff on sale over there. Always, yeah. the, always check the sales. What's on? You got sales? We got sales on there. Surf Punk, Reggae, Scott, grab it. Get it I, on sale. I think I moved my posters over there because no one bought them on Bandcamp. Is that right? Over oh, on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, you know, it's go easy. to a store. A, a store's where we sell our things. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else? I have an album out. Yep. It's on Bandcamp and iTunes. It's called Shame Chamber. It's a very popular album. Yeah. Um, it's good. Get it. Get on it. 
Get on it. That is good. I've gotten some actual compliments. I want to say this. Over the years since we've been doing the podcast, and really at any time in that entire span, sometimes people will send emails offering things or uh, giving advice or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I respond. Sometimes they get lost in the mess of my life. Yeah. I don't. So I apologize. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on your apology as well because yeah. I have I've experienced the same thing. It Where just just sometimes like you can't you, get back to people. You can't, yeah, it just and people make some incredible offers, and sometimes yeah. we 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 take them up on them. Sometimes we just forget. I mean, you yeah. Know. I mean, there's stuff that's come down the pike. We had a guy that wanted to make videos for us. I think we had a PR guy. We've had different people offer stuff, and you talk about it, and they go, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do that." And then and then we're doing something else, and then things just get lost in the shovel. So I want to thank all the people who've done that. I also want to thank a lot of people who wrote really nice messages. Uh, when they bought the album on Bandcamp, I guess you can do that. Yeah, you can send it. Yeah, you can send it when you when you buy the record. I read yep. them all, and I responded uh, to none. But some people did ask me to tweet, and I did tweet. Yeah, <laughs> some things. That's about all I did. You know, there were a lot of messages, so I didn't respond. But I did read them all, and uh, thank you. And Dave and I both uh, uh, like Bandcamp. Uh, we're happy to have you buy our things on iTunes. But uh, uh, the Rainy Monarchs are over there. You can get the first record there for free. And uh, Greg Barron's Uncool, original Uncool, with uh, with an extra set from a year or so ago that I when I uh, did a show with Patton. So it's got the old oh, original record, and then I put up, uh, yeah, and that's over there on Bandcamp. And I think it's five bucks. And uh, and if it's not, I'll go in and change it. But, uh, but you know, yeah, that's a great place, you know. Yeah, um, bands are camping out there. Well, here's the thing. And there's, there's barbecues, um, you know, there's a lake. Uh, uh, a lot of girls go bottomless. The yeah. point is, uh, the the band, or I, uh, not, band, not a lot of girls. Band, I've gone the, bottomless. The band uh, Zombies Are Cold uh, did get diddled by the camp counselor. Yeah, but that's being handled by the authorities. Look, here's the thing. Uh, they were asking for it. They were. They really were. They're cute. Um, so uh, you have to go over there, man. Go over to Bandcamp, check it out, and uh, and support things. And, and here's the other great thing about Bandcamp: it gives you the option to just listen to the thing right there. You don't have to buy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up right now and see if there actually is a. A band named Zombies Are Cold because doesn't it sound like? Now, how excited are you? Like, I guess we, I guess you're probably pretty excited because World War Z is just around the corner, and I know you're stoked about that. <laughs> World War Z. It's here's, Speedy Zombies. Look, it's Speedy Zombies. Here's They're, the deal. I don't, I don't mind Speedy Zombies. I can handle. Did, and did you watch uh, the other one that we just, the the uh, the one with the uh, Warm Bodies? No, did I'm you ever watch it? that one. I'm gonna watch that one. Okay, you've seen. I'm gonna it. go home and watch it. I, I will. It's never, adorable. I will never watch it. It's the kid from no, uh, fuck that movie. about a boy. Yep, fuck and that really, about it. and that girl's Australian. Cool. We love Australians. Fuck everything about it. It seems cute. And let it die in a hellfire. <laughs> no, I think it's gonna. I think hellfire. it's done pretty well. Let's let that movie die in a hellfire. That seems like a really unfair, unfortunate death for that. Um, Terrific. There's not. A, there, it looks like there's not a band named Zombies Are Cold, but there's a lot of information about about how zombies cold zombies are. Cold. Yeah, they can be really cold. Well, because they're dead. Yeah. Uh, no, that movie is, uh, so here's the, here's number one problem. It's a zombie movie that's rated PG-13. Which is uh, the, the Brad Pitt one. Yeah. Uh, World War Z. Yeah. Right. So that's just a, that's just a bad idea. So you don't like that it's like about a pandemic. You don't like that it's like a... Do I don't you think, mind that. Do you, I read the book. Yeah, it's by uh, Mel Brooks's uh, son, yeah. Max Brooks. And it's a fantastic book. Is it a great book? Yeah, it's really, And you really like Brad Pitt. Smart. Do you like Brad Pitt? I like Brad Pitt. Right. I don't and mind. he seems like a, Brad, he seems no, like he's got a pretty good aesthetic, right? He's no Gosling. I get that. It's a different thing. He's more of a painting. He's more of a painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a there's a that's kind of accurate. Well, I like him. Like like got like here's the, like if you walked into a room, you would see a painting of Brad Pitt. You know, that's a beautiful painting. But Gosling's the kind of guy that you would walk in a room and he would just be sitting, he would just be standing in a corner staring at you. Right. And you'd be like, what's that? Well, that's my art piece. Does it... What's making me feel weird? Right. Yeah. It's supposed to. Right. So so, so we're like... So you see sort of Brad Pitt sort of like a pastoral. Just something that makes you feel good. Yeah. It's nice to look at. Pretty. It's like a pony. It's like a... Yeah. Well, it's like, and then there's a field. Yeah. He's very much a pony. Although a pony you can't startle. Like just a regular... Like a, <laughs> like a very calm pony. Yeah, 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 yeah. A confident pony. A very confident pony. Brad Pitt is a confident pony. Yeah. There's no way to not know that Brad Pitt is the most confident pony. Right. Um, and he's got that pony-length hair now. Yes, You've seen does. He's really very, growing it long. He likes, he likes when you pet the mane. I, what I do is I... Did I did you see what I just did with my hand? Yeah. Not good for a podcast. Nope. And then, and then Gosling's not a pony. Gosling is only a Gosling. By the way, there's... Gosling's a like a Jeff Koons where it's there's something almost disturbing about it. You know Jeff Koons? No. 
Jeff Koons is the one who did the white porcelain Michael Jackson's with the chimp. I mean, I wish you had never said he's that. He's the guy that will put like just a fucking toilet in a, like he's, he can do incredible art. He did all, he was married to the Italian porn star and he did a lot of. Oh, the Italian porn star. The one that was well, in Parliament. Italy, so the one that was in Parliament. have one Italian porn Shikolina, the one that was in Parliament. Yeah. The yeah. one who made the leopard that I actually yeah. own. So, uh, and by that I mean a real leopard. She, she made, made a leopard. She, she, she made... gave birth to a leopard. <laughs> So she fucked a leopard, and she had these leopard babies, well, and I own one of them. Well, porno in Italy is different. <laughs> they're looser. They're very much looser. It's loose over in, in, yeah. in, in Italy. And porn stars there can be elected to parliament, and then they can give birth to porcelain and leopard babies. So, um, I don't remember what we were talking Brad about. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. And World War Z. So he's pretty, and the movie is... It's just, look, the book is really genius. Like, the guy clearly did a lot of research on different, like, political aspects and military aspects and how things would work. And it's right. really smartly done. And it's, it's like a, it's like a him going back th- through different people's experience and talking to them about what happened. So it's like a historical document, sort of. Right. So it's a really smart book. Um, so turning it into it a movie is difficult. It, well, it doesn't sound like they, they, it, well, also, number one, you couldn't really turn into a movie. Um, because you're just, it's just different people's experience. It right. feel like turning the vagina monologues into a movie. Um. Which they did. It was yeah, called yeah, Tango and Cash. I was just going to say, it's called He's Just Not That Into You. But the point is, <laughs> the point is they did turn it into a movie. So, uh. Um, I think the vagina monologues is a movie. I think there's like a movie of the play. Well, I hope but, so. But it, isn't it just vagina Please post talking? it. And, and if, and it, look, here's, here's, here's my challenge to you, the listener. Find it and post it. But if it, if it isn't, go ahead and do your own version. Record yourself doing a vagina monologue and put it up on Walking the Room. Okay. Yeah, man or female. On the on the Facebook uh, on page. On the Facebook page. Yeah. Just record your own vagina monologue and put it up. Do Let's it. just do it. Do it. So now is that you speaking as a vagina or like a vagina? I think don't they talk isn't a vagina's what a vagina would say? Right. So isn't it like I'm a vagina from Africa and shit's not great right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a really. But besides just the political stuff, but you know, I would I just stand get, at the I mic get, for a really long time, quietly, and then at the end go. By the way, vaginas don't speak, <laughs> and then I would leave because they don't. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sure someone's done the dick monologues, right? As a reaction, it's been yeah. horrible. Yeah, cock talk. What's up, bro? You What's want up? some of this? How about this? What would my dick say if my dick could talk? I, I think a lot of a lot of hate. I think I'd know. rather somebody smack me in the face with a lamp than see something like that. With, with, which is cool because now I get to smack you in the face. Holy <laughs> shit! I set myself up for so that. So anyway, uh, I my so I guess I would say that World War Z is the vagina monologues of zombies. But so but if you so you like the book and you like Brad Pitt, but why won't you go see the movie? Okay, so number one. Because it's it, because and it also uh, uh, it looks it name? doesn't look bad. Well, I think the trailers. They, I think they made a, until the zombies come over the fence. Uh, okay, that okay. looks a little bit like somebody poured maple syrup. Like it's just spilling over the. It just so, looks like people being spilled. Yeah. So I was talking to the guy who does um, the the special effects guru who does uh, the special effects of The Walking Dead, and I go because he's like a hardcore zombie guy. Like he he grew up with Romero and he grew up in that same area and so he's followed that career and he has, you know, to him and to, I think, real zombie fans, there's a meaning behind each zombie movie. Like, the original Dawn of the Dead or the or the Return of the Living Dead, it's about capitalism and just how we've just become these shopping idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's always an idea behind it and like, 28 Days Later, that's like a biological weapon gone awry. Right. So there's always, like, the good ones have an idea behind right. them. The and the one, idea about this is about is virus. It's a pandemic, right? It's about, it's about... Uh, right, and it's about it's about how, it's just about how humans behave in, in a crazy situation, right. essentially. Right. Um, Which is interesting, it, it appears in this movie that only one person is behaving the right way. And that is... Brad Pitt and his family. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I watched the... Trailer. And they go all over the world, right? I, I watched the... I watched... Yeah, yeah. I, I watched... See, I think he's playing the character that goes around and interviews people. Right. But he's also getting caught up in it. So it, it doesn't... Like, the in the in the book, the guy goes around and inter- interviews people. After it's all over, there's no action happening. Right. Um, so so here's here's what here's what the the Greg told me about the... He's the special effects guy for Walking Dead. 
He goes, did you hear about the hand? He's like, what hand? He goes, when there's a helicopter flying over the desert outside of Jerusalem, the zombies form a hand and reach up and grab a helicopter and pull it out of the sky. You, no, you... I'm in. No, what are you talking about? I want to see, first off, I want to see zombies form a hand. I want to see zombies form a hand. Look. It's not in it. That seems like that. that, 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 It's got to be gone because that wasn't. That would be in the trailer. Well, here's that's a trailer moment, right? What happened? So they wrote the they they wrote the movie. They shot the movie, Mm -hmm. and then after it was shot, they went, "Oh my god, this is a piece of shit, like a remarkable piece of shit." And then they re they rewrote the entire third act, and they went and reshot like forty. Yeah, I I read that. Yeah, but they hired David Lindelof to write the third act. Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof. The guy they wrote to he's Lost. He's a guy that notoriously, in my opinion, can't write third acts. Like, his, everything's great that he does until... Until he has to finish end, it. And then it just turns into shit. Right. So, it's not... It's going to be a terrible... It's going to be a terrible movie. Is it going to be a terrible movie? It's going to be a terrible movie. It would be like if Craig Mazin made a zombie movie. I saw a Craig Mazin riff the other night. I'm a huge oh, okay. Melissa McCarthy fan. Okay. I fucking love her. Yeah. And I support her being becoming massive. So Physically, I Physically that's fucked up. No, 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 no. No, that was a fucked up no, thing. No, no, no. I support that her. That was a fucked up thing. On a daily basis, I will send her four or five like I will just have sent to her home boxes of grilled cheese sandwiches. I I <laughs> I will just send her. I will send her grilled cheese sandwiches. Right. Here's the thing. This is what I'm saying. So I watched, um, and I also like Jason Bateman, and so I was in a hotel the other night, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll check out uh, um, uh, Stolen Identity? Stolen... Identity oh, yeah, Theft? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Identity Theft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and as the... T- I had no idea, and as the credits were rolling, I was like, oh, it's, a, it's Dave's buddy. So... Uh, Craig Mason. So I, I watched it. Oh, and, he wrote that? Yeah, and so I'm watching no, it. Didn't. Yeah, he wrote it. And so I'm watching it, and... It starts off fine. I'm like, I don't think Dave knows what he's talking about. And about two-thirds of the way in, I go, I have to turn this off. I can't watch it. There's, it, there's not even a story here. Like, there's right. not even a story. It, there were just set pieces. That's and shouting. him. And, I mean, the dialogue wasn't even horrible. It just didn't go anywhere. And, no, and it wasn't, it was so ins- absurd right off the bat that it didn't make sense. Well, that would be his movies. That's what... Did you see did you see Hangover 3? No. No. Well, apparently apparently it starts with Zach having some sort of mental episode, mm-hmm. like he's having some sort of mental crisis. Right. And somehow he puts a giraffe in his convertible and then drives into an overpass and kills, kills a giraffe. Yeah, right. That's how and it starts. Then, yeah, and then that spurs them to get help for Zach. Okay. And then I don't know what happens cuz I don't care. Uh-huh. Because once you kill the giraffe <laughs> I didn't hate the overpass shot. You didn't like it. When the draft hits the overpass? <coughs> when it when it zips through the I mean I thought that was they shot it well. It looked... It's not funny. Mm. You think killing a draft uh, you think a, a guy with mental health problems killing a draft is Well, I don't know that it has to be funny, but it's No, it's, it's supposed to be funny. It's a comedy. Well, but it's I mean it's fucked up. I don't know. I didn't respond to it the way you did. It didn't bother me that much. I also think giraffes are kind of dicks. What? Yeah, they're dicks. They walk around their necks and they feel like they're all fucking, you know, tall people are always... Does anybody funny. like you? Not, not that I'm aware of. Um, so, so I'm going to pretend like you didn't say any of that. Okay. Because, because you... You shouldn't... That's not how you should start a comedy. With a... With a I, I, really? Yes! I mean, it seems like a good inciting incident. Oh, God, don't say inciting incident. <laughs> it's an inciting incident. It's, not, it's like, oh, you read the book? It's the beginning of the... You read his book? Well, I know what an inciting incident is. Um, no, it's not a good... It's it's a guy... That's the start of a fucking crazy drama. That's right. That's the start of a not... It's not a drama. It's a comedy. Right, but isn't that an interesting idea to have that element in a comedy where something is like a black comedy? A blomedy? Like a, like a, well, no, just an all black comedy. Oh, so you said, now we're talking about a comedy with black people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like those Ice Cube movies. <laughs> Fridays? <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> like Fridays. 
Or like the restaurant Fridays. TGI Fridays. I think it's just called Fridays thank now. Thank God it's Fridays? Oh my God, thank God it is Friday. But it's only Thursday, right? What day is today? Today is Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, but Monday to the listener. It's always Monday to the listener. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, to the customer. It's always Monday. Most of our listeners are stuck in permanent Monday. So anyway, I'm not going to see World War Z. Okay. Well, no, I, I think am, you're making no, a mistake. I take it back. I am going to see it, but I'm not going to like it. You're going to go see it. I am, yeah. I feel like... I feel like you like, should go. I feel like it's such a you big You need to be able to I, talk about and it. And I might want to talk about it, but uh, it's going to be terrible. And it's it's going to be, be good. a terrible, terrible movie. I'm going to be excited about it, and I'm going to watch Warm Bodies in the interim, so we can talk about that. And then I'm going to go You've to... You've already uh, seen Warm Bodies. No, I haven't seen it yet. I thought you went and saw it. No, I wanted to. I never did. I never got to it. But I, but I, uh, I have it on my... Well, you're going to like it because you're a fucking moron. Well, I love that kid from About a Boy. He's a great actor. I saw Nicholas Superman. And? Hated it. Oh, I, talked people to, I didn't, didn't hate it. I, I talked about it. Me and Will Anderson talked about it. On, we did a whole hour on it. Really? It's such, a, it's such a... It's the most cynical, dark movie I've ever seen. It's everything that superheroes are not. And right. it's a fucking bummer. Were they trying to be too dark with it? They killed How's the, they how's the guy as Superman? Then? How, how's the guy as He's Superman? Fine. He's fine. But it, it did really well. It's... Yeah. But it's a humorless, cynical, unpleasant film overall. The action's fine, but it's... They just went too dark with it. They went way too dark. I'm an American. I don't want to see buildings falling down in New York over and over and over again. Yeah. It's a bummer. Right. It's just a fucking bummer. Yeah. That doesn't... That brings me no joy. Maybe he's a good Superman? And yeah. Kevin Costner is his dad? Yeah, Kevin Costner is his daddy. I, I don't think daddy. he calls him daddy. Yeah, yeah. He call, yeah Does he call so him Papa? Weird. It's so weird to see no, he calls him daddy. It's so weird to see Superman flying and just flying his cape and everything. Like, yeah, hey, daddy. Daddy? Hi, <laughs> daddy. That's weird. That's, I don't know if I like that. That seems, it seems not that seems not that cool. I want to see that movie the way, way back. That looks good. And then they also have long, extended hugs, him and his dad. Yeah. And they're both guys. Are you going to go see the heat? grown men and you know that. You know that he's a, he's like adopted. Yeah, that seems weird. Like, so it's you think that was he can and Kevin Costner just leans into his ear and whispers, "You're from another planet." It's okay. He says it's okay. He says it's okay. You're from another planet. Yeah, it's kind the of the long hug is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's getting and, a super hug. And, uh, and he's then, getting a super hug. The next movie is but, called The Long Hug. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. And the S stands for hope, right? And then uh, and then they kill a bunch of fucking giraffes, and you enjoy it. Go fuck yourself. Okay, we'll be right back. Then you're doing it because you're not wearing pants. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How can I start with something so beautiful coming right. out of my voice? I don't understand what you're saying. When is, oh, you, you're going to something do When will that happen? so beautiful and then mm-hmm. you do that. What I do is I something lift. So you have something simplistic. You have something that's so sort of bottom feederish and then I sort of lift it to a... Like it's, I, it's like trying to I brought it to like a soul a level. I brought it to like a soul level. With a foot. It's like trying to <laughs> with a foot. Just a human foot. So I just got back from, <clears throat> I was in Toronto. Uh, uh, City of Tees. Uh, no, I don't think that's Get your SARS out. No, they don't. <laughs> it's not what they, that's the place with the guy who did the, uh, that's, they got the mayor that's. Uh, oh yeah, the did, crack mayor. Done the crack mayor. Fucking love hangs the crack out with mayor. gangsters. A little, and, little bit of murder. It's all, that guy's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. He makes Marion Barry seem like an angel. Like he's it's, just on another fucking it's, level. It's, an, it's, it's. It's weird. He seems like a, a like a character from a movie that they yeah. that they elected. Yeah, like a crazy. He's from a he's from a connected, well off family up there. But he was smoking crack, and then someone took a video of it, and then the guy who had the video got killed. Like it's fucking crazy. And they it's put crazy. the they put the video up on Kickstarter, and then they and then you had to buy it, and then then the mayor bought it back or something. And what? I, it's all fucking. That's it's amazing. so crazy. That's and then amazing. there's photos of him with the two. They, well, there's photos with the two guys, and yeah. then they raided those guys that guy's house the crack and. House. I mean, or it's no, not. They yeah, they raided the crack. It's, it's so fucking crazy that you cannot believe. Like it, do, it doesn't even make sense. Here's the great news. But every city should have it. Still, the mayor. Well, why wouldn't you at this point? 
At this point, he's a lot of eyes are on Toronto, right? Can I tell you something though? PR. Can I tell you something? Toronto and Toronto was running fine when I was up there. See? It was running fine. See? The buses were running on time. Yeah. The yeah. people there were fucking great. What about the Underground Railroad? Is that still going on there? The it was amazing, and it's, it's actually tough. underground. Yeah. And then just a lot, and it's so weird because it, it's, it was obviously very slow, but a lot of very old slaves get off. <laughs> and they come up. Very old slaves. God and, damn, that was a long journey. Well, and they went to Canada. Yeah. So they went further north. Yeah. They, like dug, when, it, they dug it too when, long. When Tubman dug in, she dug in. Yeah, she and she, she And I think she knew, and so the one to Canada took longer. Yeah. Because you had to go, the problem was the, the detour under Niagara Falls. You're listening to History Corner. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of you know this, but the the uh, the slaves uh, are are currently arri- arriving in Toronto. It's exciting. There's gonna be a big party. That's World War S. <laughs> Starring Bradley Cooper. Oh, uh, we've offended every black listener. Well, we have. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> we are the worst people. So, um. So I got invited to go to Toronto, and they they were having their music. Uh, they have the North uh, by Northeast Rock and Roll Festival up there. And uh, this kid uh, named Ian uh, came last year and saw me in. Ian Zering. Uh, Ian Zering came from uh-huh. uh, the entire cast actually of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. I mean, they have nothing. And Cheryl and Fenn for some reason, uh-huh. all of them. Interesting. So. This kid Ian came uh, and uh, saw me perform for six people or 16, uh, some small number of people at uh, the strip club where I was losing my mind last summer in Montreal when I felt like it was all over. Right before the meds. God, I wish you had taped that and then you could put that out as a DVD. Quite honestly, so uh, anyway... I didn't realize this, and he I didn't realize what show he'd been to. I mean, I think I may have met him afterwards, but it was all such a fucking nightmare for me that week. And... Um, he, he saw me draw six people and said, I got to get this guy to Toronto. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, so what a, that's a, what a good producer does. He's a terrible booker. He's a terrible he's producer. He's terrible at his job. You know what he said? I could, I could probably double this to 12. <laughs> but this is what's so fucking interesting. So I did three shows there. One night in a bistro hey, and two you, nights uh, in the... Swearing? Yes, I will. Yeah. Thanks. So I, I did two nights. One night in a bistro and two nights at the. Uh, 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 what do you mean a bistro? There was a like a jazz room, like a. Ooh. And then two nights at a place called the Comedy Bar, which is this so little wait, tiny. Describe the jazz room. So. It's so it was like a restaurant. It was a, a yeah, people are eating. Eatery. Yes, that's right. A stage and a eatery. So yeah. so like where a jazz band would play like during a cafeteria. Not unlike doing it in a hospital cafeteria. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, there were men wearing nets on their heads and well, serving like and serving gruel. Just, just it was like a it was like doing it in a in a prison yard. Oh god! Uh, but a very nice one, a Canadian oh, prison. Well, in in Canada, the bistros are prisons. How I don't know you? if you know that, but it's that's how the French do it. I want to perform it. La douchebag. What? That's how they brought me up. Is that a compliment? La douchebag. Uh, yeah. That means the comic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. La douchebag. Yeah. Okay. We. Yeah. La douchebag. Yeah. So I go there, and uh, when I first arrive at the bistro, I'm like, oh, here we go, Montreal. There's like nine people there. Yeah. But by the end, uh, by the time the show started, it was packed. And the comics oh, yeah. that went up were all fucking great. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember all their names. Um, it was a great show. And Sally and Mark and Tony and Jess. So I, so it's a great show. It goes great. It's uh, very good. And then uh, afterwards, there's just a ton of tweets from fucking comics. Yeah. Who'd seen the show? And they're yeah. like, go to Comedy Bar, go to Comedy Bar, go to Comedy Bar. And and then the next day. So the next day I go and I do the Comedy Bar shows and both of them are fucking packed. And um, and I was like, how the fuck did this, like, how did this happen? Like, it's the same fucking country. And what I realized is he promoted the fucking show. Right. Like, I, you forget that, like, you're supposed to be popular, kind of, but people have to let, have let to know that you're, they're there. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking thing all the time with shit. You know, yeah. like, it's getting... And th- and this is what he did. He promoted within the community. He fucking told comics. And he told comics, you come to the show, and if you like it... fucking Well, out. I mean, I feel I like... Cut your tongue I, You know, let's be honest. He books the shows. These guys want to be in good with them, but they didn't have to write anything. They didn't, they didn't sincerely feel. And they promoted it to their friends, and they got people in. Like, that's how it works. Like, you can't... Going... Doing radio, doing that kind of stuff, it helps. Doing an interview here and there, that helps. But inside the community where people have friends that like comedy, okay, like... Okay, so I have an idea. Yeah. 
So I so I start a show here in LA. Yeah. Right. And I assume the first ones will be slowly attended, like not a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Right. And so maybe a, like a, say like a twenty seven year old dude. Yeah. And he'll go to the show and yeah. he'll enjoy it, and he'll walk out. Out, I probably at the back door. Yeah. And I'll be out there. Uh huh. And I'll push him against the wall, and I'll just slowly shove a knife into his stomach. Right. As I look at him in the eyes, and I go, "You can tell people about the show." <laughs> and then I take the knife out. Right. And I wipe it off on his chest. Uh huh. And I go, "Now go, spread the fucking uh, word." Uh, <laughs> That seems. And I, I'm not. And I yell comedy as he runs away. <laughs> right. I, that seems not like the right way to do it. I don't know a lot about promotion though. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You I gotta don't say, know, do you? but here's the thing. It's like, and I sort of realize now, like when I was in Montreal, I took a lot of that on myself, and and certainly, you know, um, uh, I'm not as popular as I once was. But there has to be that many people in Montreal that would come to a show. You know, well, the problem, that's the, I would say the problem in Montreal is the competition. Right, there's all the competition. But I was competing against bands, and I was competing against other comedy shows. Like, there was other stuff going on yeah. while I was doing this. But it was just it was just that he promoted it to the right people, and he really fucking promoted it. He really worked on it. Um, because I asked him about other comics. I go, are you going to bring this guy? He goes, he won't draw. And he goes, you know, you still have a bit of a draw. Yeah. A bit. But it was fucking awesome. And I think that, like, you know, if you see a comic that you like, you need to fucking tweet about it. Like, you gotta, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I agree with you. In, know, the, I, in, I, in the comedy community, and also other comics. I know there's other comics listening to this now because, you know, this is a comedy-based thing. You know, you gotta help, like, you gotta help each other out. Like, it made a huge fucking difference that the comics tweeted. Huge difference. Because they have friends that like them, and their comedy was good, and then they were like, okay, I guess I'll go see Greg Barron. Yeah, if you like a comic, you should tell other people about it. Like, that's sort of the rule of thumb. But comedians like are because Lenny it's Bruce. it's no no no. Here's the problem: it's really hard for comedians to get press in the mainstream press because yeah, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. No one gives. Comedy's a not a story for anybody. Comedy. They don't give a fuck. Nobody they really a don't. Fuck, we're just dead. No, we're and if you want to know how people, meat. and if you want to feel about how the press feels about comedy, read Patton's treaty on comedy that he wrote, where he t- takes on hecklers and stealing and. Do you see his big? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. It's right. It's yeah. all right. So we have to do it for we have to do it for each other. Like that's just the way it's going to have to be. Although that's just in America. In other countries, they actually do get press. Well, they, they love it. Get, well, this was there in theaters they in their big respect. houses. Well, there's also a machine behind it, which and people the, respect it. Which machine? It's like a. Uh, it looks not like unlike a, a like it, no. It looks not unlike a leaf blower. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a dark green, and it's got a cord, and you yank <laughs> on it, sure. and uh, people know about like Dylan. And then it goes like that, you know? I, uh, I'm going to see Dylan Moran uh, this week. Uh, if you're in L.A., he is going to be at Largo on I might go with um, him. Tuesday. Are you taking uh, Heather? Tuesday. No, no, she doesn't get to. I don't let her see comedy. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. let her go outside the house. Uh, it makes a good sense. By the way, I had, uh, I had an interesting experience. I was at... Um, I opened for Mark Marin three weeks ago at the Ice House or whatever. And there was a film crew there filming him. Louis Thoreau, I believe his name is. I believe I, I might be saying his last name wrong, uh, but he's a fa- he's a pretty famous documentarian in England, and he was there filming Mark. And I walked in the green room. I was like, "Oh, you want me to go?" And they go, "No, no, just sit down and join in." So we started talking, and he liked the energy between me and Mark. And then they called me up, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to take part in the documentary?" So uh, Tuesday, they came over here. And he interviewed me, and I had no, like, when I was there, I was like, I've seen this guy on the BBC America. He, I know he did one about the Westboro Church that a lot of people watched mm-hmm. here, but he gets a lot of viewers in England and, and uh, Australia. And so he came over here, and I got, like, interviewed by this BBC documentary that's going to be, and then they came down and, sh- okay, so here's where it gets bad. So I'm putting together a step to try to get Conan. Right. But... I don't tell joke. Jokes. You mean to get Conan on your television? No, I'm gonna get him. To no, come he's, over. Uh, he's on the. It's just on TV. I'm gonna get him to come over to my place. Oh, you're gonna get Conan to come over? Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. And then I'm gonna. And then I'm gonna. That, I don't think that's how it works. I'm gonna wipe his face down with moist towelettes. <laughs> he wears a lot of makeup, that guy. Yeah, and so I mean, that's should part of fifty. The thing. So I'm trying to get. I guess I'm trying. Like you know, it's. 
like I have never pursued late night television because right. the times I have done it, I haven't had to change my act so much. Even like little jokes, you just have to change it so much. And I go, well, now the meaning's gone from that. It's yeah. hard. It's a tough. It's a, getting that four minute set together is tough. Four so, or five minutes. So I've been looking at material, and it's like, well, this is all like I have to change that. I have to change that. I have to change that. <laughs> so when the BBC came over, they were also going to go film me at the Improv because I was doing a set. I was supposed to tape a set and then give it to the my manager to give to Conan. But it was the first time I had run like. So basically what you have to do is, like I tell stories now, but now I have to pare down the stories to the jokes inside the stories. Right. And so there's- Now it's like you're gonna tell a story in an elevator. <laughs> like an elevator ride. When the door opens and you yell something at you someone- just go, You just go, my wife had a baby and it was a mess. Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, just her vagina got all blown like, out. My baby, my, my wife had a baby and it was a mess. And by the way, how about those guys so on meth? I've been, I've, we talked about this because I've been trying to get, the, I've been trying to do that little tiny set about my daughters uh, together. And when I put it in a short set, I sound like an asshole. Right. And when I do it in a long set, it's endearing. Yes. And trying to carve it down into these little bits is super hard, but I am still trying to do it because it's, I still, it's, it's, it's not super hard. It's inorganic. Right. It's completely inorganic. Right. But and there's a party that just has to go, who gives a shit? Just right. get on the fucking show. Right. Nobody cares. Right. So, so yeah, so I did the opening, I did the opening joke about uh, when I first felt my tit bounce on a road. And, and then the other comics were like, no, that was like jarring out of the top. Like it wasn't, because usually I set it up and I explain it all and how the emotional content behind it. But right. now I just go into the joke and it's just like, well, that was brutal. Right. And blunt. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, so I, when they came over, I was originally planning on doing it, doing the Conan set, and then by the time they got here, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do new stuff. The stuff I'm really enjoying. Right. It's like the Mike Tyson stuff I'm working on and this like bigger idea stuff. But then I was walking over there and I was like, fuck, I just have to, I just have to bite the bullet and do this Conan set and get it over with. So I, it was like not, like it was okay, there's some stuff in there that's gonna work, but overall it was like, Meh. Yeah, 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 yeah. After they spent all day talking to you about yeah, comedy and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, but, but I, they, I also explained to them what was weird about the set, and they were like, no, that went good, and I was like totally bummed about it. You know how that happens when yep. people are like, no, that's yes. a good set, and you're like, well, really? Because I feel like I'm, I wanna yep. carve out my eyes. Yeah. No, there's a there's a, and, and there's a thing like, like I, I, last time I did, uh, last time I did uh, the Super Serious show, and I did fine at the beginning, you know, it was just fine. It was not awesome. But there's that thing where people are making the eye contact the way they normally would. Like if you just fucking rocked it, and they'd have been like, oh my God. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, good. You know, and then they look yeah. away from it. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, I get it. You can just say it. It's no problem. When they put the lights up in the room, there was one point where I came out and they put the house lights up. I'm not kidding you. There was nobody over the age of like 27. And I was yeah. like, this is like working for 12th graders. Like, I think some of the women in here haven't had their periods yet. Yeah. Like, that's, it's so weird. And sometimes when the whole room is that, it's a weird, there just is a disconnect. I'm thinking about trying to start a show that's geared toward an older audience. Sib and I have talked about doing a show called 41 and Over. I was thinking about doing, it'd be called LFS, long form, long form show, where people get to do longer sets, 20 minute sets, four guys. Right. Or ladies. And that's it. That's the show. I like long form as that. Because why, because everyone in town just does 10 minute sets. Right. And if you're working on something bigger, then 10 minutes doesn't, you can barely squeeze it in sometimes. Why don't you call, please let me talk. Can Dave just say something in front of people? Not my Conan set. What I'm going to do... do it in a parking lot. But here's what I'm going to do. When I do your show, yeah. I'm going to do my Conan set, but I'm going to do it like nine times. Fuck, <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, I'll just keep doing it over and over again. God, It'll get you. so much better by the end. Hey, Meltdown just got picked up as a TV show. Uh, Jonah and Kumail <laughs> hosting, and then they're going to have comics on that will certainly not be us. So right. that'll be awesome. That'll be great. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's, Every single time they, they brought it up, I'd be like, you guys know I'm not doing that, right? And they'd be like, what are you talking about? You're going to do it? I go, I can, I can, I, uh, let's make a bet. Yeah. $100 I don't get anywhere near that fucking thing. Who knows? Don't, don't Watch. make a decision. Don't Watch. make a decision. Who, who picked it up? You. Comedy Central. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to be on it. <laughs> no, we're not going to be on it. No. Uh, the last thing is I did Marin this week, uh, last Friday. Not this Friday, last Friday. Oh, you did the show? How was it? I haven't seen it. I've only watched it one episode, which I liked. It is, I think it's the best, truest to myself thing I've ever done. Yeah. And anything. And how do people like it? They liked it. Yeah. And, it how's, really it, well and how's the show doing? Is that doing well? I have no idea. It's hard to, uh, will you stop what you're doing? What's that? What the fuck is that? Just massaging Why the tops of my knees. Why are you rubbing your I'm knees? I'm just massaging the top no, of no, my I'm knees. I'm like a normal, like a creep, like you're... 
I'm, hands are are flat and you're just rubbing your knees with yeah, your palms in yeah. a circle. I think, hang on, I'm gonna come. <laughs> oh, that feels good. My knees are super, super. <laughs> we'll be right back because I have to cry and wash. <laughs> Um, you're listening to Walking the Room. No. I am Adam nope. Dave Anthony. You are listening to The Greg Barrent Show. I'm starring Greg Barrent as Greg Barrent on The Greg Barrent Show. Oh, there goes the audience. <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk to you anyway, now now that everyone's left the room. I, uh... You're gonna, you gonna, bo- you gonna break into a secrets there? What do you got? What do you got? Oh, my kid gave me a cold. Oh, uh, yeah. So... Bust out the secrets, dude. Let's fucking turn this shit out. My, my son, and this is very normal, has a... Has a like a man Tail? crush on the kid upstairs oh. who's eight. Uh-huh. So he's, my son's four. Uh-huh. This kid upstairs is eight. So, so to him, that's like, holy fuck. Yeah, it's a big this, deal. This dude's like. Yeah, he's the shit. This dude's got his shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That eight-year-old too. Like, there's sure. no fucking joke happening yeah. upstairs. Mighty's eight. I get it. So he, so he, but he's like in love with the kid. Like fucking right. in love with him. Yeah. And the other day I bring Finn home from school and he goes, uh, is Colin home? And he goes, I don't think he's home yet, buddy. I don't think he gets home for a little bit. Because I have something special to tell him. No. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> to tell him? Yeah. I have something special to I tell have him. Something special to tell him. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Please see if you can get them to do a podcast. <laughs> Could you get them to do a podcast? Could you just take this mic and put the two of them together, and let's just do have them do a segment? I I might take this equipment up to my family reunion in July and do something with my dad. Oh Jesus, that would be amazing. So, um. He keeps saying it. Is Colin home yet? No, he's not home. I got this is very special to tell him. Oh my god. Like, okay. This is super special. All right, this I, is I, making I, me nervous a lot. Alright, bro. Alright, bro. <clears throat> so my wife comes home and he goes, Colin is Colin home? And she goes, Yeah, he just got home because I have something very special to tell him. <laughs> and so now Finn's Now you, you haven't asked. asked. You didn't ask what he No, had. no, I don't need to I don't need to pry into his I'm not going to pry into it because then, you know, I, I don't want my reaction to shame whatever he's got going on. Right, right, right. Like laugh right. or whatever. He'd be, he's very sensitive to laughing, but, you know, it might be like, hey, dude, I want to take a shower with you. Like, I don't know what it's going right. to be. <laughs> that would be a, I remember I was surprised when you told me that. <laughs> that was surprising. So. Shower wasn't sh- bad, though. No, it was a good shower. It was a pretty good shower. Pretty good shower. Yeah. So he, he goes upstairs. Door cracks open. Mm-hmm. Colin's there. Who who Colin is is clearly not interested. He's not looking for something right now. He's, he's he didn't want any intrusions. Like now he now you're he saying like, in in life or or just, just at this moment. Just at this he, moment. Clearly, he clearly was like I just want to be left alone to do my own thing. Like it's clearly one of so he cracks the door open. Oh yeah. And Finn goes, I have something special to tell you. And Colin goes, okay. And Finn goes, I love you, Colin. <laughs> And Colin is clearly embarrassed because Colin's yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah, sure. And Colin's at an age where dudes aren't saying that to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's yeah. a dude on the playground who's like, hey, man, nice catch. I love you. <laughs> man, that was a I solid catch. You. I love you. Yeah. No, look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Look at me in the eyes. I oh, love you, Oh, God, he was excited about that. So he's got like so a... He, so Colin goes, okay, thanks. And he goes, I love you, Colin. Like, yo, he, he brings it back a second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's trying to hammer yeah, the nail in. Now Colin's looking at the ground. Yeah. Thank, I am, thank also. Thank you. Colin, I love you. And Colin looks at the ground and goes, I, I love you too. And then, and then, and like, a clearly awkward, I don't want to say this. Yeah. The moment's lingering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some shit going on here that yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. ready and for. And are you all watching, like, you're, or is it just you? <clears throat> are, her, is, are, is Colin, are Colin's parents there, too? No, no, Colin's mom is somewhere else in the house. And so, finally, you know, okay, and then we pull Finn away and close the doors and take him downstairs. And Finn is just like, that went so fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was shit just happened. It was fantastic. Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm opening my heart. Oh my god, that is so wild. Like, so he's 
Like he, like the kid upstairs, just, he just idolizes him. He's an eight year old. Yeah. He just does amazing fucking. Yeah. He can ride a bike like yep. on his own. Like it's just all. I like had kid does. I, I when I was a little when I was a young kid, I had I had crushes on older kids. Yeah. That was like I, there was like a, a boy uh, up the street. His name was Kipper DeFario, and oh, he was the know. no. I gotta I gotta say this might be. He hang on. So he was the original voice of Peppermint Patty. Okay. On okay. the Peanuts cartoons. No. How about that? Well, no wonder your yeah. sexuality is so confused. Yeah. He was the original voice of Peppermint Patty, and his parents were hippies, and, and he had long you hair. And that's fucking dirty and, dudes with uh, long hair. I mean, I love him. <laughs> Dude, if I could fuck any man on the earth, it would have been Cliff Burton from Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I love a dirty dude with long, stringy, <coughs> greasy hair. No, but like I remember, like you know, whenever he would come out to play, it would be like a big deal. Like you just get excited. I think it's that first thing. I think it's that it's idolatry is yeah, what it is. It's yeah. like finding role models or people that you go, "Ooh, that's a cool way to be," or yeah. "That's a you know what I mean." And that person talks to you, and it feels you know the, you feel uh, you know sort of empowered by being around them. So that's his his deal, you know. But what um, if every time you you met a dude that you liked. Right. You then drove over to his house and knocked on his door. It's like, hey, yeah, well, that's, Jeff, I have something to tell you. Yeah. Well, that's... I love you. Yeah. I kind of did that last night with Kyle Kinane, so I need to, like... <laughs> I need to stop doing that, I guess, because I don't... He wasn't... He was pretty drunk no, and not, not that down, receptive. He's not down for that. He, like, he's a loving guy. Yeah. Uh, he offered me some sort of a burrito that had a beer can in it, but he... <laughs> He's a good fellow. We should get him back on the cuddle. We should get him back on the cuddle. So anyway, so there's uh, when when kids are four, there's no sexuality involved, but you're also like like the other day, Dan- Dancing with the Stars came on. We we're flipping the channels. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love it. But this is his response. Oh my god, those dresses are so beautiful. <laughs> so you're like. Look, I mean, this could go either way. Can I tell you something? We, this could go either way. There is a there's a, a boy that dances. In my, you know, True is True and Mighty are both really heavy into dance. I think I mentioned that last time. And, and True is going like uh, five hours a day, four days a week. Like yeah. she's really in it. And there is a young boy there whose name is Finn. Oh shit! And he is absolutely. The, he's yeah. just he's and a he's wonderful kid. he's wonderful and he's very yeah. small and he's eleven and he's just fabulous. He's, he's just he really is. Yeah, he's just he's not he's, and, not he's not he's not going he's not going bro. It's been established. It's established, and his mom's fine with it, and yeah. everyone else is fine with it. And but he's very young, but it just is clear. It's just clear. It's clear to it's, him. That's what it's going to be. And she's been obviously she's. I don't. I'm not saying his mom. It's gonna sound terrible. And she's just encouraged him to be himself. Well, no, but I mean, I think she. There's parts of the country where they would try to break that out of him. Yeah. Catch yeah. the goddamn football. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, well, that's actually is... a discussion we got into me and my wife because she's like, you know, we can because we've talked about it before. He might be gay, whatever. And last night she's like, well, you'd be okay with that, right? And I go, I go, you know, I would, but that's that's a life that is harder. It. I think it's it's. It's always going to be harder than it is to be straight, but I think it's the path it's now changing. is so much. It's so much better. It just, and if you stay it, in, just, if you here, just, but here's the deal. just stay out of the south. Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing. So there's parts of the country you don't actually want to go, but there's also like, like if you're if you're gay, and and it's so much better than it was. Totally. Fucking so much better. Than yeah, it was. which is a real credit to this generation, by the yes. way, the, the the folks that are uh, that are younger than yes. us, the folks that really elected yeah. Barack Obama. We elected Bill Clinton because we like a dirty uh, cracker that fucks in the White House. <laughs> we like a dirty cracker that puts a cigar in a woman. But the, you but, like a cool black dude, and you like the cool black dude that isn't that doesn't mind just firing off a drone every now and again. Fucking killing some people on the side of the road because they were staring. Staring at stuff. Look, here's the thing. They may or may not be, but the point is now they're not. Now they're not. <laughs> Look, they the could have been doing place. bad things, so why not be dead? We don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, ooh. How was your phone call NSA today? Is listening to this. Are you enjoying the podcast? <laughs> How was your phone call? <laughs> if you're at the NSA, you got to be bored most of the time because most conversations are just oh, dull. Oh, fucking horrible. What horrible. a nightmare. But I guarantee you they're watching us on our computers. That's fine. Anyway. Um... I've gotten a couple. So of we have this conversation. She goes, and and and, like, so that's the thing. Like, I was, I was like, you know, it's a different life. Like, if you're if you're a gay dude, that eliminates like, well, I'm gonna go move to Idaho. Right, you but who I mean? says that anyway? Well, people. Yeah, who I mean, enjoy. Here's white the thing. People, like, if you're a racist, but he's gonna. You have to remember too. He's gonna grow up your son. So regardless of of whatever his sexual preferences are, he's gonna be uh, angry. 
Uh, no, but he's going to grow up your son. So he's going to have your qualities. He's going to have a lot of your qualities. He's going to have a lot of Heather's yeah. qualities. He's going to look at life, you know, through that perspective. Well, okay, so so there's certain things like, like I would love it if he became a professional soccer player. Like that'd be fucking amazing, or a baseball right, player. Right. How many how many gay soccer players are there right now? There's one that just came out and just started playing this year. So maybe by the time he's older, there will be. Right. But well, there you are, know, what? there are things that's like, well, you that might be something you can't do. Right. Or, you know, there's going to be states he won't be able to get married in. Right. Well, I don't know. By the time he's old enough, I don't know. You think you think South Dakota's coming around? I think they'll you come think around at some point. Around? I think at some point they will. I, I think, think I think I, I think at some point just from a PR perspective. I'm not saying that they'll accept it as a state or as a people, but I think from a PR perspective they're going to everyone has to catch up. It always catches up. It always eventually wins out. You I know what like I mean? I think it's a religion it doesn't. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I feel like there are parts where religion stays hot, but I feel like it's losing its stronghold in a lot of places. I feel like it's got a tight grip. Not religion as a mode of transportation I mean, I to spirituality, I but it's the power of the church. I can't believe we're trying to have an honest discussion about homosexuality and religion, and you you use the term tight grip. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I have a tight grip on reality. That's for sure. The um, It's going to work out fine. It's going to work out fine, you know. I mean, I think with the soccer player coming out, I think most people said, oh, I thought they were all gay. <laughs> I, oh it's my not God. that big of a surprise. You know, we just we just lost all of our English listeners, all 40. Well, they're more evolved than that. They can take a hit. Some guy some guy said, uh, hey, are you going to bring the Look, podcast? Look, there's nothing gayer than UFC fighting. Oh, no. Fuck that's right? that's what... It's you know, so... It's like... It's, it's like, established. It, well, you know how Goldthwait had that, that joke around of, of like, it's like a burrito. Like, it, that's just one step away from fucking each other. Yeah. Like, it's so violent, it's almost gay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's about it. Yeah. It's really gay. It's really gay. Um, so it's just a lot of grappling and a lot of fluids. It's a lot of fluid exchange. Don't say that. It is. It, there's, I don't think there's a lot of fluid. Yeah, there's blood and spit and all over the place. And, yeah, a lot of those guys come while they're doing it. <laughs> Punchcom.com, go check it out. Well, they have a white guy. Every corner has a white guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's my favorite thing. And it's just a dude. That's it's my just, favorite thing. It's, it's just, just a, a dude with a rake. Just a dude. No, he's just a guy with a sock. Off to the side. <laughs> it's a gym sock. And you, you finish fighting. You know, you have your break. My your God. round is over and you, you got go a cut there guy. and you just wipes your pants. You got a corner guy and you got a wipe guy. <laughs> wipe guy just goes underneath. He reaches under the stool. You barely see him. He reaches under the he stool and just does it really quick. And he, goes, he goes, how about this guy's nipples are fantastic? And he just wipes. Just wipes, wipes it. And he goes, get back out there. Maybe see if you can get, maybe see if you can get your tongue in his tank. <laughs> this is UFC, buddy. Buddy. Smell that guy. Oh, my Smell God. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's UFC's new sm- slogan. Smell him and come. I tapped out. Can I tap out of this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I want to. I wanna... So, uh. So um, look, it'll be an interesting journey, whatever it is. It 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 it, uh, um, it 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 couldn't be a better time to be gay, you know. Uh, I think there will be better times. I mean, you still can't like better than it ever. But than, think about it's been in the past. Think about when yeah. it's going to be. Re- think about like even as even ten years from now when he's in high school, it'll be better. Yeah, it'll be better. It'll be you know, better. and if you if you stay out here on the coast or you know what well, I mean, you should cities, be okay. The big cities, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And you know, I, you know, I grew up in a big city for a while, and you know, we grew up in Marin, and we were in San Francisco. You know, I I don't do a lot of non-big city travel. You know what I mean? Uh, I like to go out there. I like to just put on my chaps and maybe take a truck ride through Ohio. Is that right? Yep. I mean, in a straight way. We should just do a nude walk through Idaho. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we wanted to talk about was James Gandolfini. Dead. Which was... It's so weird because Heather was like, why is this affecting me so much? And I was like, because he was our uh, Dick Van Dyke. He was the show. Right. For a generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the show. Yeah, it was a big, I mean, that was a big, big deal. I mean, they broke into all the news stations, all the, you know, like, I mean, it was like a, it was a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. You know, he's a cultural icon. Yeah, a huge one. Um, And also also because he was a a cable show, like, it was a part of a new era. It was like, it it will be seen as sort of the the beginning of the lit... 
television on premium on premium just sort of legitimizing on. it you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's like it, they were you know sex in the city was there and a couple other things but then they put a solid drama in there drama dark comedy whatever yeah. you want to call it you know what i mean it, it had all those elements um and the the story of a father in conflict yes. you know with his identity yeah. um and uh yeah, it was, and it was. I mean, you know, it's like a role of a lifetime, yeah. you know, uh, kind of thing. Um, now the age is insane, fifty-one. Well, it's just hard living. Had to be hard living. Well, that, well, that's the thing is. So I was like, "Fuck!" What it was just because he was heavy, like you know. And then I started reading up on him. And I went, "Oh, okay." So there was a lot of there was a lot of dark shit going on. Yeah. There's a lot of addiction. There was a lot of like <clears throat> days on Sopranos. He would just not show up some days. Right. And then he'd come in and buy everyone a grandfather clock on the set. Or, I wish I'd worked on that show. Or he would uh, release pigeons. I would love... Well, that seems not... Doves, I'm sorry. He would release doves. You know, when I did it, I released condors, which are extinct. <laughs> or going extinct. I like to do... I release a condor. Which is, that's a hard bird to hide. Because it's the I wingspan. Remember, I remember you would walk... After you didn't show up for a day on Greg Barrett, yeah. Greg Barrett show, you would yeah. walk in the next day and go, release the condors! <laughs> yeah, and, and then it would just... Giant prehistoric birds <laughs> yeah. would fly out and just terrorize people. Well, and then hit the lights. They're and, meat eaters. Yeah, and then, and then they would just... And then they would hit the lights and, and then the, the sparks would, would fly out. and then they would... Yeah, and ultimately they'd yeah. break their necks. And, and, yeah, and it was I killed horrible. two condors uh, trying to apologize to the staff for my tardiness. Worth it. I feel like I spent my money in the right way. Yeah. I'm feeling that effect now. Um, when I first read about him, I thought, oh, I wonder if the guys I know that are 51-ish or older are like, holy fuck, what the fuck happened? But then I read about his past, and I went, okay, well, there was, it wasn't just a dude who was Yeah, it was like the same thing. With, it was, Joe Strummer died at 50, and it was that same kind of thing. Like He just dropped, had a heart attack, too. But, you know, yeah. he did some hard living. It's hard fucking living, guys. You, you know, well, you cocaine get, fucks up your heart. Well, all of it does. It's all bad. It's, look, all of it's bad. you got to be careful. What you got to take care of it as you get older. Taking care, taking care of it. Yeah, the condor. Take, take care of your condor. That's sort of our condor. thing. Take care of your condor. Yeah, take care of your inner condor. Let your fucking condor fly. Let it fly, but take care of it, and what? don't uh, release it indoors. <clears throat> I got hit by. That's it. why I do it out in the yard. I was in a car that got hit by a vulture once. Did you? Yeah. There was a. Uh, we were driving through uh, Georgia, and we were in this small road. We were checking out the back. The back. You know, roads of Georgia, which is just horrifying. Right. And so we're driving down this road, and all of a sudden, this giant bird hits the fucking windshield. And then, like, I slam on the brakes, because it's huge. Also, everything just goes black. And I slam on the brakes, and then it flies off, and there's, like... Like, it had just been eating something, so there's, like, a little bit of it. And it, it smelled like the car had been hitten by been hit by a... 19 day old carcass of beef <laughs> like like something it's it smelled like someone had just taken a dead so you didn't kill it? it no it flew away it just hit the windshield wow. and flew away and it holy fuck we had to did you like, hose off the car did you knock this did you knock the stink out of it yeah i think we knocked the stink out of it. oh I my think god that's how they get the stink out they're like it, man i smell really bad i gotta fucking hit myself been, but but if you think about it that bird has just been like hanging around dead meat for years like, at right. no point does the bird go, I got to take a shower. Right. Or I, eat a vegetable. Or eat a vegetable. <laughs> just, like, it's just a fucking, it's the take James Gandolfini of birds. I would love to see a bird say I got to take a shower. <laughs> I got to take a shower, bro. I am just fucking so dirty from being a bird. I got to... What I'm saying is that's hard living. The vulture is. The when I walked, I, in, I was walking into the house uh, through the back patio of my place, and there was a uh, a fledgling bird, like a not not oh, not, a, not quite out? a baby. Oh, no, when they were when they were training, like they okay, like did it have feathers. Yep. Okay. It had feathers, um, but little ones yeah. and a beak and big old fucking legs. Oh, it did have a beak. Well, <laughs> 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 until I snapped it off. And uh, right, used right. it to get crab out. Uh, the um, and so then I was flummoxed as to what I was supposed to do with it because I was like, oh, I gotta help it. And then you know that's the fucking world we live in now. Google, leave it alone. Yeah, it'll figure it out. Are there two other birds nearby? Yep, those are its parents. Oh, they're it's, they're, they're they're like going, hey, let's see if you can do this. Yeah, let's see if and you can do this. And I was in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, they watched me poke it with a stick to see if it was alive. Oh, good. Yeah, so that was cool. But I didn't touch they're, it. They were up there like, oh, this is going great. 
Look at this fucking idiot. Well, he's going to have to deal with human beings sometimes if he's going to fucking be on my patio. I don't know. It seems like a safe place for a bird. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, we're going to play... The, so the, the, the record's coming out in August. We have a single right now called Murder Your Summer, and we're going to play it at the end of the show. Uh, the song will be available on iTunes, but uh, if you uh, were... And, and you'll get it if you donate it. You'll get it when the whole record comes out. So you don't have to buy it now, but it'll be on Bandcamp for sale. But just wait. You'll get yours. Um, and uh, and uh, that's it. I have no tour dates. I have nothing. I have nothing. I have fucking we nothing. We are but we're going to be to a place called Brooklyn, New York. This week. This week on Thursday, uh, our special guest so far is Nikki, Nikki Glazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple other people we have calls out to and they're maybes and they might be good, uh, really good, big guests. Yep. Or we or might... just might be the three of us. Uh, yeah. But you know what? With fucking Glazer. Yeah, I'll be fine. This shit will be great. Um, I'm at Dave Anthony on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Gregory Barron, verified. I also have a Facebook page that I'm doing stuff on a little bit. Uh, at da- uh, not da- Dave Anthony Comedy is my website. Yep. TheRainyMonarchs.com. Uh, at Rainy Monarch. Shame Chamber's my album. Go to the store. Uh, merchandise. New uh, stuff's going to be hitting the stores pretty soon. Um, you guys have been killing it with that shit, by the way. And, uh, you know, so tell friends because you guys, there are certain people that are buying two of everything. Thank you. But yeah. <laughs> it's so. Very sweet, um, but yeah, but the, there's Lady Winks. There's there's a Lady uh, Reigning Monarch shirt that we've had forever that we didn't for some reason put a photo up of. So we'll get that up this week. But uh, yeah, so uh, get in there. We'll probably do a sale sometime this week. Ooh, posters, Ooh, pepper posters, glitter done. Glitter done.